prescription for your problems. Pastor Richard helped me um, figure out what I was doing wrong last week. This is Pastor Richard Lazerne. This is Pastor Curtis King. Welcome aboard, everybody. <laughs> uh, and welcome aboard, Pastor Richard. Good to see you, buddy. You as well. How, how, are, how are things in uh, Niagara Falls, New York? Things are good in Niagara Falls, New York, at least right here at Calvary Baptist Church, they are. I, uh, um, right before we um, got this started this morning, there were uh, sirens all around the building, and uh, um, I mean, just noise racket everywhere. Uh, it sounded like the whole town was in an uproar, and I opened up my Facebook, and, um, uh, and then just right down the road, there's an apartment complex that is on fire. Oh so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, really taken back by that. So, uh, uh, I remember thinking that if, um, if, if all these sirens are going off while we're recording, it's probably going to end up on the, the program today. Um, not knowing what, what that was down there. It's, uh, it's fairly common that we hear sirens around here. This is, as we have talked before, this is a very urban area. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. How are things in Stratford, Connecticut today? Well, pretty quiet on my way in this morning. Uh, I, I went to the gym first, but on my way to the gym, I was held up in, in a lot of traffic. I'm you're talking about like 6, 6.15 in the morning. And I got up, um, I got up on where a bunch of, you know, ambulances and fire, you know, fire trucks and police cars were. And I, I was expecting to see some accident, but instead it was just a car sitting on the side of the road. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe someone didn't just have, you know, some medical medical problem there on the side of the road, but stopped and prayed for them or drove by and prayed for them. Tried yeah. not to rubberneck. Amen. Yeah. Right. Everyone else was rubbernecking, but um, yeah. So, but Hey, that's part of living in a, in an area with uh, lots of people and lots of traffic and no matter what time, especially around here, if, you, if you're heading to toward New York city, it could be 2 AM and you could end up sitting in traffic. So that's just, oh, uh, that's just how it goes. Well, I, I have made that trip between New York City and your place once um, uh, when um, when we went over there for the baseball game and uh, we were with Andrew and uh, um, and oh my, I, I have to say just from, you know, anytime you go anywhere the first time, it's rather confusing. You, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. you just don't know the roads and all that. But it was rather confusing. It really was. But I, I was shocked at how quickly we got to uh, Andrew's apartment in, uh, from um, the Bronx, yeah. from Yankee Stadium. So, my goodness, it's incredible. You are in an amazing, amazing area. <laughs> so, wow. I would love to see our podcast, you know, uh, branch out. Uh, into that area, you know, uh, um, uh, every week I'm hearing of people who are, uh, who are learning about it that didn't know about it that are catching on. So uh, I, I think this is really cool. It's joining the fold. Scratching absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's neat to see it grow and uh, it's, uh, it's fun to do. So it is went all the it, way around. I have to say that this is really becoming a highlight of my week for me and you to hang out, you know, yeah. uh, before we started this, uh, what would you say? Uh, we would talk uh, once a month, once every three weeks, maybe. Um, I mean, we would text each other probably every couple of weeks, at least, maybe more than that, uh, for whatever reason. If nothing else, just say, hey, praying for you today, whatever. But, um, but man, now that we actually get to, um, and we'll sit down before we actually start the podcast for sometimes 20, 30, I think, 
few weeks ago, we sat down here for about 40 minutes to an hour. It just cut up and acted silly for a while. It's good. What do you know? We actually like each other. That's important. I know. I know. Who would have ever thought? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're starting a new theme uh, this week, and I'm excited about that, but we can't get into the theme of the week until we tell the joke. The joke of the week. Yes. <laughs> okay. Did I go first? Last? I think I went first last time. Is it? And, my, I think uh, it is my turn to go first. Okay. Here we I, go. All I right. believe it is. I got okay. a good you one better have week. a good one today. All right. Here we go. I'm, I'm just telling you. All right. Well, you're going to have to bring it because I've got a great one here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. A 17 year old boy snuck in the window of his new girlfriend's house. She was not aware he was, he was coming over. He thought it would be a great way to surprise her, uh, but it was uh, uh, 2 a.m. Shortly after entering the window, he was startled by a crackling voice. The voice said, Jesus is watching you. So he quickly looked around for the the girl's father, um, but no one was around. And so then he thought it was just the fear of his conscience bothering him, uh, fear of being caught uh, playing tricks with his mind. So he continued toward her bedroom. And then he heard the voice speak up again. Jesus is watching you. So the boy turned around quickly. Who's there? He asked. Uh, Judas squawked a parrot on the other side of the room. (laughs) Judas, who names a parrot Judas? (laughs) The parrot replied, the same people who named uh, names their pit bull Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is funny. I'll give you a good solid B minus on that one. Oh, come on. That's worth an A plus. Okay. Was it, was it last week or was it two weeks ago that you had that pirate joke? Yes. Uh, two weeks was that ago, last yeah. week? Two weeks ago? Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, all right. So I've got a pirate joke for you today. Okay. okay. So um, uh, the, the captain of the pirate ship was um, getting his crew all together. They, they had been all on the shore and, and um uh and and he had to get them all back on the boat and so the, all the pirates were filing back onto the boat and you know, of course you know one of them's got a peg leg and one of them's got a hook on you know for a hand and you know you know how it goes patch over the aisle this kind of stuff so one of the guys gets on and his his head is wrapped in paper towels and uh and he says dude what what is wrong why do you have your head wrapped with paper towels and he said r i have a bounty on me head <laughs> that's pretty good that's a good solid a minus wouldn't you say (laughs) well i think we're both biased toward our own jokes what do you know (laughs) well we wrapped up the joke section at seven minutes into the program and so um uh, i so i don't even know what time we started that but i i would say um uh i think it was two weeks ago that pastor richard swept and normally it's like you know, you, you get a, you know, a few and I get a couple or I get a couple, a few and you get a couple, but I think it was two weeks ago that you just swept. Uh, everybody it was voted a skunk. For yep. Everyone voted me. for me. That, that was the biggest margin of difference we have had so far. And so I am fully anticipating a sweep today. That's uh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to we'll make see. sure that I, I have my wife vote for me to just prevent the, uh, the stuff there, the sweep. So hey, that's not fair. That's not fair. Jan, it's not on Facebook. <laughs> Angela, so, vote uh, objectively. Vote for me. Amen. 
Oh, good. I, I'll, I'll never get a sweep if that's the case. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think last time um, when we started the study, I think you asked, did you ask me to begin it or, um, or to, I'm gonna have to you, introduce it? Yeah, introduce, introduce it. it this week. Okay. I, okay. We've got a great one. So we do. This is good. And I, uh, I Pastor Lejeune and I have, have kind of talked that we, we really don't want any of our topics to go more than three weeks unless you know, unless we just really feel like this one is um, resonating. And um, so we're, you know, we're going to try to to keep this to three weeks. It may be a little challenging to keep this to three weeks because it's it's just rich and it's good. And um, we're not really doing this because of um, uh, Thanksgiving, but it just so happens to be that this is just a good time for it and it's very appropriate. And so um, uh, today, Next Monday and the Monday after that, we're going to do the topic of praise, all right? And there is some, I know you just have to smile when you say that word, don't you, Richard? You so, do. Um, but uh, the importance of praising the Lord, okay, uh, and sincerely praising the Lord. And I'm not just talking about humming a tune or singing some, you know, catchy Christian song because you like the, you know, you like the way it sounds or not talking about that. I'm talking about genuinely praising the Lord. It can be with song or it can be with in, just in prayer. It can be anyway, but, um, uh, but praise is what we want to talk about. I want to say this, um, uh, and Richard, will let you give the verse first. Uh, and, and I'll let, I'll let you tell the, the funny part about the verse and how, you know, we kind of overlap there, but at our church here at Calvary in Niagara Falls, um, I started telling everybody in early October that November was going to be no murmur November, no murmur November. And I'm giving everybody the challenge here this month uh, at our church to to go the whole month and no complaining about anything at all. OK, um, uh, no matter how deserving something is to to receive a complaint, no complaining this month. And uh, I mean, you can't complain about food. You can't complain about the weather. Do people in Connecticut complain about the weather? Never. No. Never. Okay. No. Of course they yeah. do. <laughs> I got to tell you, people complain about the weather here. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding. This is the best weather I have ever. And I'm, I'm being sincere about that. This is the best weather I've ever experienced in my life. It is ridiculous here. And we get some snow. but A little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, on the south end of Buffalo, they get buried down there. Okay. But where we are up here on the north end of Buffalo, it's it's really not that bad. You know, winter lasts a little bit longer than what you and I are accustomed to. Maybe uh, maybe three weeks longer than than what we're used to, and kind of it'll wear on you there toward the end. But um, honestly, the, I think the weather here is amazing. It, it to me it, to me this is the perfect climate. Okay. But people still complain about, it. but not allowed hold on, hold to. On. San Diego, eat your heart out. Buffalo, catch <laughs> yeah, right. well, I got to say, listen, I love San Diego. Oh my goodness, what an incredible place! But I do like a little bit of snow. You, you know what I'm saying? I I, I do enjoy uh, to have at least one or two days a year where you're kind of trapped inside the house and you make a big crock pot full of soup and yeah. You know. Well, I I just want to say the difference between you and the people that complain is not the weather. It's the spirit about the weather because people will find a way to complain about anything, no matter where they are, no matter how good they have it. So, yeah, 
it is so true. It really is. I heard a wise person uh, say years ago, they said, if you find no pleasure in snow, then you will have the same amount of snow, but just less pleasure in life. It's good. So not enjoying snow doesn't mean you're going to have less. It just means you're going to have less happiness. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Uh, if, if the problem is you're afraid to slip and fall, well then just stack, just stock up on bread and milk and toilet paper and just sit and stay in your house. You know, uh, if, if that's the fear, if your if your fear is that you're going to slip on the road, well then, you know, just leave 30 minutes early and be, you know, so, but yeah, uh, if, if you don't find a little bit of joy in some of those things, you you can find joy in rain. You can find joy in sunshine. You can find joy in a lot of things. So uh, everything is worthy of of praise to God. Now, so I'm going to, I'm going to turn this over to you. Um, And, and I I just, pardon me, I have to say this. Okay. But you and I, uh, we, we prepare separately and then we come together before we start the podcast and just kind of just quickly say, Hey, here, here's kind of what I'm thinking. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. And then we blend it all together. And I think it works really, really well, but you and I were both going to start in the same place, <laughs> yeah. which is a very unusual place. So pastor Lejeune, you take it from here and tell everybody. And, uh, um, uh, this is good. Go ahead. It's all yours. So the first place we find the word praise in the Bible is in the book of Genesis. And it involves Leah when she gives birth to her fourth son, uh, his name is Judah, which means praise. Genesis twenty nine thirty five says, and, and she conceived again and bare a son and said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing. So again, Judah means praise. And uh, you might want to know, well, that's, that's a great verse. Okay, she named her son praise. She was thankful she gave birth. There is so much more to this story than Judah uh, than her just naming a Judah praise. You have to back up and understand about Leah, that Leah had every reason to be extremely insecure in who she was. Uh, we know that she's the one that had the tender eye. And how uh, insecure would you be if your father felt the need to get rid of you to the place where he was willing to lie and trick a man into marrying you? Yep. Uh, you talk about not marrying for love, but just being married to a man who is forced into marrying you, you, you feel betrayed by your father. You feel betrayed on every level. And then the man that you marry, you wake, marries you, wakes up the next morning and realize that you are who you are. And he's angry about it. Uh, he's pitching a fit over it. Um, he wants nothing to do with you. And so Leah was a very insecure person and found it difficult to give praise to the Lord. Uh, a lot of people go through life with heavy, heavy, heavy insecurities. And sometimes that's just, um, we have our focus in the wrong place. Oftentimes it's what it is. And an insecure person is a person who will try to overperform or uh, can even find themselves comparing themselves to others quite a bit. And so Leah began to find her acceptance, not in who she was as a child of God, as a creation of God, but rather in what she could do. And so she gave birth uh, to a son named Reuben first, and the name Reuben means, see, I have a son. It was almost as though she was saying, because I can give you a baby, Jacob, you should accept me. See, here's a son. I'm making you a father. Um, Accept me, loved me. 
And then she gave birth to her second son named Simeon. And that means hearing. That name means hearing. And it was almost like she was saying, God, can you hear me? Don't ignore me. Jacob, do you hear me? Don't ignore me. Someone accept me. Someone love me. Uh, and again, her, her acceptance was wrapped up in what she could do and not who she was. And then uh, she gave birth to her third son named Levi, which means attached. And again, here she's, she's trying to get um, uh, Jacob to accept her and to be attached to her. Uh, Rachel, who he loved more, her sister, uh, wasn't able to give him a, a son. And uh, so she's doing everything she, she can to try to get this acceptance and this love. She's grappling for it, having a hard time with it. And then uh, she finally has a paradigm shift. When Judah is born, she realizes that she just needs to praise the Lord, not for what she can do, but rather who she is in, in, uh, in God, who she is uh, as a creation of God. So she names him Praise. And you can look at the life of Leah and you can think to yourself, this woman really had it tough. She was not a, an attractive woman, even by the Bible's um, definition of who she was. Uh, her dad had, again, had a full Jacob into marrying her. Jacob really didn't love her like he loved uh, his other wife. And she battled and struggled and battled and struggled. And that might be you. You might go through life and just feel like you don't match up uh, to uh, what you want. And that can bring about a complaining spirit that can bring about a bitter attitude. But the beautiful thing about Leah is that in Matthew chapter two, verse six, the Bible says about her son, Judah, the Bible says, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah for out of thee shall come a governor uh, that, that shall rule my people, Israel. So Judah is the great, great, great way back grandfather of, of Jesus. And who is the mother of Judah? Leah. Leah yeah. got to be in the lineage of the Messiah in spite of everything that she had against her. But that child that became the great, great, great grandfather of Jesus, obviously more than that, but you get the idea, um, was born once Leah learned how to praise the Lord. Good things come into our life once we learn how to quit focusing on our problems and start to focus on the goodness of God, and we learn to just praise the Lord. That is so powerful. It really is. And you know, uh, you said a lot of brilliant things there that was so good. I think the the one part I, I would just kind of like to throw my hat in the ring is that you see the progression of her struggle. Yeah. You know, okay. From Reuben, Simeon, Levi, you see the progression of struggle and doesn't everybody have a progression of struggle, you know? Uh, and the truth of the matter is everybody looks in the mirror and sees things they don't like. Right. All right. I, I can look at myself and think, Oh, good night, Lord. If you'd have just made me look a little better, I could have been a better preacher. <laughs> You know, that was a little easier to look at, you know, um, I could have been such a greater servant if you'd have just made me not look, you know, but we all have our insecurities. We all, all do. Um, uh, and I, I do not, I don't see myself as a scary looking person. You know, I don't think anybody is like, you know, grabbing their children to protect them whenever I come walk into the auditorium at church, but, but I, I certainly don't see myself as an impressive looking person, um, but I, everything that, that a person needs to be um, uh, to, to 
for what we would think to be successful in life, I would call myself average or below. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think most, and I think most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we are somewhere around that average mark. And Leah, at least when it came to her looks was below average and the struggle that we have to overcome that. And then of course, what you said about her, you know, rejection you know, of her husband, her father, um, but there's a progression of struggle that we all have to go to, to get to that comfort level where we can just look back and just say, you know what, God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You didn't make a mistake by making my eye the way you made my eye. You didn't make a mistake by putting me in the family I was put into. And um, I, I got plenty to praise you for. Amen. Amen. What, what an incredible way to start off the topic of praise with the first mention of praise in the Bible there. That yeah. is so, so good. Um, let me, let me ask you a question. Um, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Cause you and I have not talked about this in a long time and I, I would be shocked if you remember. Okay. Do you remember who my favorite Bible character is? It's gotta be David, right? <laughs> no, no, oh. not David. Oh no, no. it's Jeremiah. Yeah, yo, yeah, remember. you remember. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I, I I would have been 95% sure you would not have remembered that. When was the last time you and I even talked about that? Well, you did a, I think, a, a college course, and you you did, I think, like a, a paper on Jeremiah, yep. if I'm remembering right. I did. And you and uh, I had I, several conversations about that back when uh, in our former ministry. Oh, that, and you okay. Had, you had mentioned that Jeremiah had become your favorite Bible character. So that would have been 12 years ago. I think okay. that, that I did that paper. It was a seminary course. The paper was the prayers of Jeremiah. Okay. And I went through the book of Jeremiah, the book of Lamentations. And um, every time that he prayed, I documented it. Okay. And um, what was going on in his life when he prayed, what he prayed for, um, you know, at what stage of his ministry and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was a, it was, it was a really fun. Uh, and honestly, it was, it was way above what the uh, professor wanted. <laughs> okay. It really, really was, but I was having so much fun. In fact, I ended up doing a series of sermons on it yeah. uh, just because I was having so much fun putting that together. But, um, uh, but yeah, Jeremiah is my favorite character. And um, uh, if I can give you about a 30-second answer as to why he is my favorite character, um, he started his ministry um, at uh, right before the point of the greatest revival in the history of Israel took place under King Josiah. And, um, uh, I mean, it, it was starting at the top, starting at the top, right before the top. So it, he, him, he and Josiah, the boy king, went from – a challenging spot to amazing revival. Okay. And, um, but then incrementally it just step, 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 step down until finally he was the prophet that oversaw the collapse of the nation. Okay. When Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were exiled um, east to Babylon, somewhere in that era, Jeremiah was exiled southwest to Egypt. Okay, now that's not in the Bible. History tells us that, and uh, and die, he died in Egypt, probably in a dungeon, probably either of disease or starvation. Okay, but um, uh, he's known as the weeping prophet because he was heartbroken. When you see success at that level, and then 
and then you see the bottom drop out. God did not allow Jeremiah to get married or have children because um, it was uh, God's mercy on whoever that woman and whoever those children might have been because he knew what was going to happen to to their would-be husband or dad. But um, I love I love to study Jeremiah. Love to study Jeremiah um, because you know we all want success in ministry, but it's not just not always success in ministry, especially when you try to do the right thing. There's always somebody that wants to rise up, you know, and, but the first place in the book of Jeremiah that praise is mentioned is a highly unusual place. And when you think of the pain that this weeping prophet had to endure as, as the nation declined, as ministry declined, as people got further away from the Lord, as he would be mocked for his stand for the Lord, um, the first place praise is mentioned in the book of Jeremiah is in Jeremiah chapter 13, where God, <laughs> you probably remember the, the illustration that God used Jeremiah to have where he said, put on a girdle. Okay. Now a girdle then it, it was a, a, a piece of clothing around the, you know, around the midsection. It's not exactly what we would call. It's not to hold your gut in like <laughs> what we might call a girdle, right, to, right, right. but nevertheless. Okay. And, uh, and to wear that girdle, go all the way to the Euphrates River, bury it, go all the way back, and then go all the way back and pull it up out of the, out of the wet dirt with worm infested and put it back on and wear it for all these days. And, and um, so uh, one of the most out, outstanding and outlandish things that you read in the book of Jeremiah is that girdle illustration mm -hmm. that God had him wear that. And I'm sure it stunk. I'm sure it was just nasty, but God was trying to say, all right, Israel, you are using me as a spare tire. That's really what God was trying to say. But at the end of that, um, hang on, here we go. At the, I'm sorry. At the end of that illustration that, um, that God used, Verse number 11, it says, for as the girdle cleaveth to the loins of man, so have I caused uh, to cleave unto me the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah, saith the Lord. And then he said this, that they might be unto me for a people and for a name and for a praise and for a glory, but they would not hear. So God said that I want you people, you the, the nation of Israel, I want you to be praise to me. It's not that I want you to give praise to me. I want you to be praise to me. Uh, I, I don't want there to be this awkward relationship where I'm an embarrassment to you. I don't mm -hmm. like that. I don't want there to be this awkward relationship where, where it's just weird between us. I want you to glorify me and, and to be praise to me. I just thought it was really interesting that in that incredibly awkward illustration that God had Jeremiah give, that he said, the point of it is that you're not doing this right. And I want you to be praised. I just don't know that most Christians are, I think that we are following the, the negative example of Israel when we complain, when we whine, when we gripe, when we, you know, when we fuss about everything uh, you know, we, we fuss about everything that we disagree with. Uh, we fuss about everything that we don't like. We fuss about our food. We fuss about our clothes, fuss about our jobs, fuss about our spouses. We fuss about our politicians. <laughs> we fuss about everything. And it's like, guys, come on. We, you know, we, we can do better than this. We can do, there ought to be praise on our lips 
and there will be if there's praise in our hearts. And so the Jeremiah first mention of praise is the second one that grabbed me after the the Leah praise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so even uh, the the whole point of that story of Jeremiah is that um, we're not just to offer praise. Our life is to be praise to the Lord. Yeah. God ought to look down and smile when he sees our attitude and how we're living and say, that that Christian brings praise to my name by the lifestyle and how they live. Not that we're called mouth ever opens out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Right. Uh, We ought to be, we ought to live a lifestyle that just puts a big old smile on God's face. Uh, It's important that we offer half time of praise. And we'll talk about that in the, over the next couple of weeks here, but just living a lifestyle that is praise. Wow. That's really, really rich. That's good stuff. Um, I think it, uh, I'm, I'm just going from memory here, but I believe Ephesians one talks about that. We should be the praise of his yes. glory. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Ephesians one? I believe um, it is. I think it's yes. verse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Verse 13, I think, but somewhere in there. Yeah. Being yeah. the praise. Yeah. Well, I, I think we get time to get one more verse in here quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hebrews 13, 15 says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And I just want to encourage you, if you've not done so in a long time, sit down with a piece of paper or maybe open a notes app on your phone and write down several names of God. And then spend about 10 to 15 minutes just going through those and talking about how much you love God and how much you praise him. Uh, offer the sacrifice of praise. And we're going to come back and circle around to this verse in the weeks to come, I think, and talk about it and break it down in greater depth. But use your lips to give thanks and give praise to God. And what you'll find is that God will be lifted up and glorified and uh, your, your heart will be lifted up and glorified.